0: This podcast is brought to you by Metashare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash Unpacking It. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's Metashare. Welcome to the weekly Unpacking It Facebook Live podcast, where we unpack the very latest in sports, faith, and life. Now, from Charlotte, North Carolina, from his mouth to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It Live podcast presented by Metashare. I'm Bryce Johnson. Luke is here. Henry is here. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with the Unpacking a community of sports fans. What a weekend we just had. Now, I'll say that on Mondays because, hey, most weekends we get great sports. This past weekend was legendary. Last weekend, yeah, we were a little disappointed. It's a couple blowouts. Oh, baby, it made up for it this weekend. Four games all came down to the final play we had overtime we had a a a 27 to 3 almost comeback by tom brady which i thought for sure was going to happen reminiscent of the the super bowl against atlanta we saw last night's game with two quarterbacks going back and forth back and forth wait who's going to score last what defense can any defense get a stop no way we're going to keep scoring and then we saw the craziness at, at lambeau field Special teams, they mattered all weekend long, really, but especially in that Green Bay game. Aaron Rodgers, well, is it, people think he's going to win the MVP. They could barely move the ball. So how do we feel about teams and fans actually showing up in such a cold atmosphere? Do we want that? Do we want that to continue? We'll talk about that on the show. And then how about Cincinnati? I, I, of all the surprises of the weekend and, and everything, I can't believe Cincinnati is playing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl, a team that won four games last year, Joe Burrow, unbelievable. And how about their kicker? I don't always give love to kickers, but stick around later in the show. I've, I've got some love, got some love for for one particular kicker, and I'll tell you to wh- tell you why uh, in in just a little bit. But today on the show, man, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know what direction we're gonna go. All I know is we are gonna talk about these four incredible games that we had over the weekend. And, you know, we'll look a little bit toward next weekend with the two matchups and, and these two championship games, the final four, if you will, which should be phenomenal. But, man, the the, the amount of dominoes that, that we got to kind of keep an eye out for with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and, and you know, what do you make of the future of of both of them and also their teams? And, whew, it is it – is, I'm, I'm, like, catching my breath today. I'm still – I'm still – you know, floating on cloud nine from, from all those games over the weekend. And in the midst of it all, I got a haircut. I took Maddie to get her first haircut. That's right. So daddy priorities, and then I was able to make it back and, and watch the game. So uh, it snowed. It snowed over the weekend in Charlotte again. Back-to-back weekends for snow. Another reason to stay home. Another reason to stay home and enjoy the, the, the football. But uh, Luke, let's say hello to you. Uh, I can hear you breathing in the background. So I know you're you're just you can't you can't wait. You can't wait to get going here. How you doing, man? How you feeling? I'm, I'm
1: with you. Where on earth do we start? I mean, <laughs> un, unbelievable. So my weekend was loaded. So obviously the football uh, fantastic. Uh said goodbye to the beard. So now it's back to the to the mustache. I, uh, I went from No Shave November to Don't Shave December. It turned into Just Keep It January, uh, and I had to say goodbye. And goodbye. So, that, free, so free the cheeks, free the chin. Also got a haircut from my wife. Uh, she is on the pursuit of becoming a Renaissance woman, so uh, all things around the house, and be, basically being able to find ways to do things without having to pay for them. One of those— Damn is a haircut. So this is haircut number three. Each one is getting better. Good for uh, you. It was fantastic. Uh, Also, I'm coaching an upward basketball team. I don't know if I brought that up on the show, uh, but upward is a Christian uh, youth basketball league, and I'm coaching fifth and sixth grade boys, team Wildcats. We've got an uphill battle. We're 0-3 on the season. Oof, bad Uh, coaching. But this past weekend, things are starting to click. We're getting good shots. The the principles of being able to pass and cut, get players open. It's there. Things are clicking. There's just a lid on the rim this weekend. It was brutal. <laughs> uh, so looking forward to this next Saturday to get our first victory. Uh, so this weekend with all that, fantastic football. Uh, Paul just commented, "If it's a great haircut, why the hat?" Very Ooh. understandable comment. Now, yes. She's getting better at haircuts. Now, I went with no hat I'm fine going with no hat in public. went to church with the haircut and all that. but I will say, I've talked about this before. I am very much team hat. We need to I'm trying to start the movement to make hats a, an acceptable uh, garment to wear for all men at all times. Like wow. throw back to what the 1950s, guys wore hats exclusively. It was only hats, hats with suits, the whole nine yards. I want that to be our culture again.
0: There you go with, uh, whatever that little, what do you have on there? It's like a, a what do you call it? A lighthouse lighthouse hat? from the honeymoon Hilton head. Oh, that's right. That's Hilton right. Head. Hilton head. There you oh, go. Yeah. It's funny. My, my dad used to always tell us we had to take our hat off at the dinner table. So I would take mine off. My hair would be crazy. And that was more acceptable than having the hat on. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? That. I'm not sure what his theory was behind that, but there's just like this if, level of respect for dinner. If a guy
1: is wearing a hat, it has to be more acceptable to keep it on because Guy with hat hair? No. Let's just keep the hat on.
0: Yes, I'm I'm with you on that. All (laughs) right, so I want to hear what everybody is convinced of today, and I'm also curious on a couple different topics to to get some feedback from our listeners today. Uh, One, with so many great moments in all of these games, great plays, great outcomes, what was the best moment of the weekend for you? What was that one play, that, that one most memorable element to the weekend for you? And then also, as we move forward, this is such a unique group of teams left. And I'm curious for the neutral fan, who are you pulling for? Do you jump on the 49ers bandwagon? Do you jump on the Bengals bandwagon? Because let's face it, neither of those fan bases uh, lately – well, I guess the 49ers were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. But I'm not sure the fringe fans are fans of those two teams in particular. The Rams, they don't even have fans in their own city. (laughs) And then (laughs) – you know, do, are, are St. Louis fans like that used to love the Rams? Are they on this bandwagon and rooting for the Rams? And then, what about Detroit Lions fans? Are they pulling for Matthew Stafford and the Rams? And then, of course, the Chiefs. Do you jump on this kind of you know legendary type team that, mm-hmm. that that's in the making? Only one Super Bowl right now, only one win, but here they go, fourth straight AFC Championship game. So, who are you pulling for? And and would love to know your thoughts on that. And then later in the show, I do want to talk about the fact that. Lambeau Field, as cold as it was, did we like watching that? Or are you like me? And you're starting to question it in a big way. Because I've, I've got some strong, strong thoughts that I'm wrestling with today, or I was during that okay. game, uh, that I'll share in just a little bit. Today during Unpack This, we're going to talk about that, that big game last night, Bills and, and Chiefs, and this idea that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes were outdoing each other and then outdoing each other. And then, no, 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 oh, nice play. No, oh, that's pretty cool. Tyree Kilt, nice. I, let me show you Gabriel Davis. Oh, that was cool, Gabriel Davis. Let me show you Travis Kelsey. And so we're going to talk about that, how that relates to our own lives and, and faith in and the Bible. And uh, we'll have some fun with that one. Let me thank our presenting sponsor, MetaShare. Unpacking It is brought to you by MetaShare. They are a biblical, affordable alternative to health insurance. And in today's world, a unique community like this is is something that is is special. And so as a member myself, we just want to share with friends and family and listeners to let you know uh, that this is a great alternative and it's a, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. And so text the word UNPACK to the number 201-201. So text the word UNPACK to 201-201. And you'll get some information to figure out if Medishare is the right fit for you and your family. Uh, they've been around since 1993, and they serve more than 400,000 members. And my wife and I, we've been members for over five years. So, thanks so much to Medishare for their support here on Unpacking It. Let's begin this show. Well, we've already we, we we've, we've begun. I mean, I've, I, I jumped right in, we've right begun. in, I'm, I'm coming in hot, coming in hot. But let me start <laughs> with I'm convinced and. This is a, a tricky thing for, for me to, to to navigate a little bit, but I'm convinced it's really hard to win a Super Bowl. Oh yeah oh thanks John but <laughs> but, but here, it's a very obvious statement, right But I think well I, it is obvious, but I think in the way pe- in the
1: way quarterbacks get hatred pe- yes. it's not obvious. A, there you go. Exactly.
0: And so there's a lot of criticism for Aaron Rodgers and even lumping Brett Favre into that and, and, and criticizing Green Bay Packers fans. Well, you've only won two, in, you know, a 30-year span to have these epic quarterbacks. And I understand the argument with that. But but I even think to how difficult it is, you know, for what Tampa Bay did last year to bring in Tom Brady and then for them to, to run through the playoffs with yes. the, the, the defense that they had. And then how difficult it was for them to try to run it back and to keep everybody in line to try to keep Antonio Brown in line for another year. You know, it, it was really difficult to do. And you think back to, you know, a few years ago when Philadelphia made that amazing run. Well, now they're trying to scramble and they, they made the playoffs this year, but to try to build that back up and, and to, to, to experience that again is very difficult. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I think about it from that standpoint. How, how really hard it is to do it, and and to to think, even if you get somebody like Patrick Mahomes, and there was talk after their first one, well, then they'll just win the next seven. Oh, well, that's not that's not the case. They could win it this year. They might. They might. But it's really hard to do it, and to get everything to click, and and to get the the weather to a uh, to to cooperate. And then you even think about a team like the Buffalo Bills, as talented as they were, as good as they were yesterday. In an incredible game. And we talked about it last week. The loser of this game, we thought we said, don't don't, you know, try to make too many changes. Buffalo's exactly. a little little better on defense. This was a great team. But yes. how hard it is, a team like Buffalo that went to four straight Super Bowls and can't win it. Yes. And now all of these years later, the eight and eight season after eight and eight season, quarterback after quarterback, now they finally get Josh Allen. But it's still really hard to win a Super Bowl. Yes. And and so that's, that's kind of what, one of my big takeaways. And then the other part of this is I'm, I'm convinced it, it's much better being a fan of a team like Green Bay, even this year and the last few years, like the Bills, because they have a chance. It stinks to lose. It stinks to lose when you expect to win, especially. You know, the Bengals are loving life. No one expected them to win. It's unbelievable they're this far. They're, they're playing with house money. Yeah. But when you're the Bills and you have this good of a team, this good of a regular season, you got the Titans, the one seat, the Packers, the one seat, and it and it, it I, I can only you know imagine how bummed fans are to watch the you know those teams lose. But it sure beats being a Panthers fan when we were out of it midway through the season. Mm-hmm. We got no shot. <laughs> so I, so I'm dealing with the pain of a losing season and a, <laughs> the, the craziness of hiring Ben mcado and so <laughs> um, as the offensive coordinator. So, so, you know, sure, you feel sorry for Bills fans today. And part of my question today is, you know, what, what team do you feel you know, most sorry for fan-wise? What fan base do you feel most sorry for today? Hmm. But, but don't feel more sorry for the Bills than you do for Panthers fans. Let me tell you, it's way worse sitting at home during the playoffs than it is to, to experience the joy and the excitement of last night's game, even though Buffalo, trust me, I, I know that had to have felt devastating to lose that game oh, when yeah. you had a chance and then you didn't get a chance in overtime. Mm-hmm. But man, you guys were in the mix. You were there, you showed up and you got so much hope moving forward because you have Josh Allen, because you have Sean McDermott, because mm-hmm. you have a, a number of great receivers and, and, and other, uh, other players that have continued to step up in recent years. So there you go. That's what I'm convinced of today. What do you think?
1: Oh, I- I just don't know where to even begin. There are so many things. Uh, let me just first beat the dead horse real, real, here real quick. And I've said this before. NFL overtime rules, an absolute abomination. An absolute abomination. The fact that a coin toss determines the winner. If the Bills win the coin toss, they're winning. It's the same thing If, if in baseball. If you had a coin toss and said, all right, whoever wins the coin toss, you get to bat first. If you score, you win the game. No, come on! What are we doing here? You, you have to allow both teams to get the ball. Abolish NFL overtime rules. Change them. They're a complete abomination. Absolutely terrible. Uh, I agree with you. So I just had to get that out of the way. Oh gosh, it, it pained me watching that last night.
0: All right, all right. I'm not Mister. I don't like to blame the refs, and I don't like to blame rules or or even like replay rules. Like I just to me, it is what it is, and you you, you play it. There's so many opportunities the Bills had to win the game. And yeah, it came down to the final play. My bigger thing was, I, why would we want that game to end? So we should have, we, in what way can we continue yeah. the game Exactly, so that they both had more chances? It was such a yes. letdown when it was over. It's like, wait, that's it? No, yeah. we want to do you,
1: How do you, how's the, the rule Literally left Josh Allen on the sideline? Paul, Paul has a great comment here. Three years ago. Uh, Kansas City and New England AFC Championship game. Brady gets the ball first and wins. Like, really? are we are we serious here? That happened in the, happened in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl, Patriots get the ball first. Matt Ryan doesn't get a chance. Like, what are we doing? Oh, he here? had
0: his chances. He had his chances. Let's but not give any more chances.
1: The, uh, because if if Buffalo gets the ball to start, people we're going to be saying, "Oh well, Kansas City had their chance on defense." Absolutely. No, it's an offensive league. It's, it ben- it benefits the amount of advantage you get by getting the ball first makes it unfair that the rules are the way they are. But anyway, we could, I could talk about this for hours. I am passionate about it. What I am convinced of is we are officially in a new era. And what yeah, I mean by, what I mean by that, we are the new era of quarterbacks. It is officially here. I think Aaron Rodgers, that's his last chance for a Super Bowl. I think Tom Brady, the future is so unknown. I think that could have been his, his last chance. Now, may, now, are they still incredible quarterbacks? Yes. But in regards to chances and the unknown about what they're going to do, is Aaron Rodgers going to be in gray, Green Bay again? Green Bay has other questions. Are they going to re-sign Devonta Adams, who's a free agent now? Brady, is he going to retire? What What's going to happen with Tampa Bay? We know what's going to happen with Mahomes. He's in Kansas City. We know what's going to happen with Josh Allen. He's in Buffalo. We know what's going to happen with Justin Herbert. He's on the Chargers. We know what's going to happen with Joe Burrow. He's in Cincinnati. The new era is officially here. I think the the, the dominance of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, it's gone. I saw a stat. It's the first time since, since, since 2009, I believe, that a that Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, either one of them, wasn't in a yes, conference championship. Unbelievable! It is officially here. These young quarterbacks—they're not rookies anymore. They are franchise quarterbacks who you build around, and they have really good teams. So I'm convinced the new era is here. Now that doesn't discount Rodgers and Brady. That doesn't mean they still can't play great football, but their years of dominance, I think, I think, are over.
0: So here's a question for fans, have we seen enough of both of them? Or do we want to continue to watch Rodgers and Brady? Both of them had incredible seasons. I say Tom Brady's the MVP. Most people say Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the regular season, but they were they were amazing this year. But have we seen enough to where all right, now let's shift our focus to the the these next this next crew. Hmm. Um which to me, there's enough room for both of them because the NFL still you can never have enough great quarterbacks. We're still yeah. still not deep enough yet. But at least in the playoffs, we're now seeing these four different teams. And don't forget Jimmy G, right? The rising star of <laughs> Jimmy G. I mean, are Gosh. you kidding me? I, the, 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 I can't believe the the 49ers. Are, are where we stand with Jimmy G there, after spending your third overall <laughs> pick on a quarterback. I mean, are you kidding me? There are a
1: few things in this world that are facts. One of them, God is real. We know that to be true. Another of them, you know, uh, water is wet. Water is wet. Another one of them, Shanahan wins with Jimmy G. Yeah. Shanahan wins with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. He's lost one time in the playoffs with Jim, with Jimmy Garoppolo, and that is was a Super Bowl. They win. It, they do. It, and the conversation will never be put to bed. It's going to be an endless conversation of, should we trade him? What are the 49ers going to do with Jimmy G? And they're just going to keep winning with him. It is it is unbelievable. And before before we move on, I, I just have to say, for every speak on behalf of America, this is the greatest football weekend I have ever been a part of, ever in my life. Now, for those who are older and have seen a better football weekend, I'm not discounting yeah. that. But in, in my lifetime, these four games, there has never been better. Every game came down to the wire, came down to the last play. Every game came down to the last play. I just, how blessed are we as sports fans? It is unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable. The four games we just saw—like, are you kidding me? Uh, no question about it. This was as good of a weekend. I'm thinking back to all right. What are the best games I've seen? And that that Rams uh, Chiefs game on Monday Night Football a number of years ago, a few, a few years ago, high scoring game, high scoring game, Monday Night Football. That was one of the most exciting, crazy, you know, back and forth games that that I can remember. But but I was thinking about this, and maybe this falls into what I'm convinced of as well. But I made I made. I'm an NFL fan. I, I can watch any team. I've got a number of teams that I that I like and can find myself, you know, rooting for. But really, in these four games, I wasn't passionate about any one team winning. Like I found myself in the Rams and Bucks game. Like I was kind of rooting for Brady to to, to pull off the comeback, but then I love Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, so I was like, oh man, no, yeah. I lo- love them. Um, last night. It's like, "Oh, this is new. I never really root for the Bills, so this is kind of this is kind of fun." Oh, yeah, I like Josh Allen. Oh, no, but here's Mahomes like, "Look at these ridiculous passes." Yeah, I can root for the Chiefs. This is great. So I'm going back and forth. And so as a neutral fan in all of these games, it was a blast. Hmm. But I'm also convinced when you're a, a, a true fan of these teams, it's it's way better. It's way more exciting. So like, yeah, hundred so percent as, as great as it was for us. And it really was as a neutral fan, these four games, oh, but no question, but but it's it still as a, when it comes down to it, we still need our go-to team. Like even in the age of fantasy football, where it has caused me to like more and more players, more and more teams. I still, I, I can never be more passionate than I was in 2004 or 2003, four, when Jake DeLome and Steve Smith were making their run to the Super Bowl with the Carolina Panthers, and they went into a double overtime game with the St. Louis Rams. And, yes. and, and Steve Smith had a walk-off touchdown. That's, mm. So that's the greatest moment for me as an NFL fan and Panthers fan. So, you know, everybody's talking about this was the greatest yeah. weekend. Which absolutely, just from an overall NFL standpoint – and maybe it's obvious, but but yeah, you got to have your you still have to have your team, and you have to be emotionally invested yes. in one team to truly mm-hmm. experience uh, the joy and the defeat and all that comes with it.
1: Which brings us to another a former conversation: teams over rooting for players. The the joy of having a team, sticking with them through the lows yeah. and the highs. Yes, it's just so vastly superior to having a favorite player and rooting for whatever team they're on.
0: Or just be. kind
1: of being uh, a bandwagon fan or someone who just kind of doesn't really stick with the team. But staying with your team, the re- how rewarding it's going to feel for my Cowboys and your Panthers the next <laughs> deep postseason run they make. I, the excitement I had for, for the wild card weekend, and that was just, it had been two years since the Cowboys had been in the playoffs. I, it, it's an indescribable feeling. Of how amped you are to watch your team. That Cowboys Niners game, even though they lost, the excitement, the jitters—it's like you feel like you're in the locker room with them. Yeah. To be a sports fan for a team,
0: oh, it is—it like it is incredible. And that's why you know I've got a good buddy of mine, loyal Bengals fan, and so you can't help oh. but be happy for him yes. because he's stuck with this you know team that struggled for many years. And then yeah. that's why today we feel bad for bills fans because we know how much they care. We know how loyal bills mafia really is. And they stick by their team and, and they, they had high hopes this year and they, and they fell short. But uh, but I still think the run that they went on, this was really, this, this has to be fun. These last few years, the bills are back. They're back in the mix and all indications are they're not going anywhere. So to continue to be in the mix moving forward, which uh, is going to be great
1: again, just to comment on what you said earlier. The 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 conversation is not, what do the Bills need to fix? It really is just a matter of, you ran into one of the best trios we've ever seen in the NFL. Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. It's a matter of, you can be as good... How hard it is to win a Super Bowl? Russell Wilson has one Super Bowl. Drew Brees, one Super Bowl. Manning barely has two. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, one Super Bowl. Great quarterbacks. It's not just... Oh, yeah, they're going to win multiple. No, not even close. A team as good as the Bills can't even advance to the conference championship. In what world does that make sense? The NFL. That's the world it makes sense because it is so unbelievably
0: impossible to win a
1: Super Bowl in the NFL. It is so difficult.
0: And how nice, too, this year that both number one seeds go down because that means there's not, you know it's fun to see a dominating team every once in a while, yeah. but we, we see enough of that in college with Alabama and all that kind of thing. So yeah. it's nice to just, and we saw it with new England for how many years, but to, to see this wide open, even more yeah. parody in the playoffs, which we don't always get. Sometimes we'll see the giants make a run and yeah. that kind
1: of thing, but we're getting what we wanted with all season. We've been talking about, man, there's a good handful of teams That's- that have a shot. We didn't really have true number one seeds in the sense that they're so far above everyone else. But, Green but Bay was really true. good, but yeah. still for Green Bay, they still have they're still the Rams, they're still the Bucks, the Niners, I guess. But we're actually getting what we hoped, which is it's just absolute chaos because there's so many good teams.
0: Yeah, and I, as fun as it's been with Cincinnati, it is hard to see them knocking off Kansas City. Even I mean, though they Kansas beat them, City. but in this this environment at this level with that lack of experience on the other side with the experience of the Chiefs yeah because the Titans didn't have that and the the Titans you know that was a unique season for them and so you know they they had a great year despite all their injuries yeah you know Henry didn't seem to get back to that I thought he would step right on the field and break off one for 50 yards but he he really didn't Foreman actually looked pretty good for them running the ball but really good um, but they were right in the mix, and they, I don't think they can be too bummed about this season, but uh, Ryan Tannehill was definitely a letdown. Of all the quarterback performances, that was that was really bad down the stretch. I still can't understand that final play because I found myself rooting for the Titans, yeah. and, and for him to throw that ball to their third or fourth wide receiver – Oh my goodness. To lose that way. That Gosh. was hard. That was hard to swallow. So uh, that was, that was challenging. All right. So so many things to talk about. Keep the comments coming. What was your favorite moment of the weekend? What were your big takeaways? What are you convinced of? But each week on the show, we do unpack this. We take a sports story related to the Bible, related to our own lives. And today I definitely want to talk about last night's game, the bills and the chiefs and, and really what took place from Saturday at four thirty until last night? It was like every game got better, mm-hmm. like every game outdid the previous game. Yeah. You could debate the Saturday night game maybe wasn't as good, maybe that was the worst game, but it's still to have a blocked kick, punt, uh, blocked punt that ends up in a touchdown that allows it still you to gave win, you
1: chaos and excitement was, down to the
0: wire. So, so every game it was like, oh, this is a little bit more entertaining. And then you know, then we move to Sunday, and then we get the the Bucks and the Rams and incredible first half for the Rams. They pull out and then the Bucks make it interesting. And then the Rams almost, you know, cough it, cough up the ball. They did a couple times, almost gave the game away. Uh, that was wild. I mean, that was wild. I was trying, I was, I was starting saying, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And so little Maddie, my two-year-old, she started yelling that as well. So I got her, <laughs> she was beside herself with the comeback.
1: Yeah. Um, I will say I'm concerned the conference championship games are going to be a letdown. Like, if a team wins by 10 points, we're going to be,
0: oh, boring game. What are we doing here? (laughs) Yes. No, it's true. It's true. And But but we were kind of right. I mean, most people probably thought this, but last week the the games were so weak just from blowouts, and it was kind of disappointing that it set up for a tremendous week. True. Yeah, can that really continue? But in many ways, San Francisco Rams – like that's almost guaranteed to be a good game. Divisional win,
1: yeah. Come on.
0: So maybe the Chiefs blow out Cincinnati. Eh, maybe and then
1: and then just a a track meet with Cincinnati and Kansas City offensive shootout. Maybe
0: could be that. So so the, the the point was that that each game got a little bit better, and then last night's game, of course, was the best of the weekend. And then I would even say that the the, the game within the game, it there, there was outdoing throughout the entire night between both offenses. Josh Allen would sit and watch Patrick Mahomes do something and go, all right, I got I got something in, in, in store for you. I'm gonna go outdo that amazing play that you just had. Mm-hmm. And then Patrick Mahomes go, oh nice Allen. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Wait, can you throw the ball like this? <laughs> <laughs> Tyree kill is thinking, hey, nobody is as fast as me. Wait till wait till my ability to to outdo you. Um and so that was what I I you know realized that that each, each each of them got the best out of one another, mm-hmm. right? It, Josh Allen was pushing Mahomes. Mahomes was pushing Josh Allen. Neither one of them had, I mean, they, they had perfect games, incredible games. Yes. Uh, the throws that they were making, elite level, elite playoff level, uh, and they were going back and forth. And, and so, uh, you know, for us as sports fans, it was a, a treat to, to witness this as they you know, really rose to the occasion and they found new ways to take the lead and then exceed what was done on the previous drive. Yes. So what does this have to do with, with our own lives? Well, oftentimes you know, we find ourselves competing right? day-to-day, competing whether in work or just kind of life. We, we, we're competitive people, right? And we want to be better than other people. So Sometimes that drives us. And we want to win in whatever, you know, our endeavors are. Uh, My fantasy football, um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing to be competitive. Now it can lead to bad things. That's a whole other topic. Uh, competitiveness. What's what's really at the core of that? We can look at that another day. But today, what I want to look at in in the Bible, this word "outdo" shows up. And what does the Bible actually say about outdoing? others in a positive sense right so to remove it kind of in a, in a positive light from a competitive standpoint in outdoing others so you've probably heard it before romans 12 10 it says love one another with brotherly affection outdo one another in showing honor hmm. it's like oh yeah you respected me i appreciate that wait till i come out and i'm gonna i'm gonna respect you i'm gonna honor you i'm gonna value you i'm gonna love you more than you have loved me we'll just wait and like, like, what if we actually saw this in marriage? If we actually were longing to honor our our wives even more than they honor us. And then, then the reverse happens, you know, and then they want to yeah. honor us, love us. It re- so
1: It reminds me of, uh, I was at a, a Christian retreat in college and they did this thing called like an encouragement battle. Now it was kind of <laughs> cringe to watch, but the I'm point sure. I got across basically, instead of like ripping each other, it was, well, you know what? You're incredibly kind. Oh really? Well how about this? Well you really serve others well and they went back and forth and back and forth and it, now, it. again, it was kind of cringe to watch because it's it's never a conversation someone will ever have. but the point of wow, do, do we get is there a competitive nature on how can I
0: show more love to someone?
1: It, it, it's really fascinating to kind of unlearn how we view competition.
0: That's right. No, that's good. So that same verse in a different translation says, love one another deeply as brothers and sisters, take the lead in honoring one another. And, and so again, paralleling it to at one moment, Patrick Mahomes had the lead for the Chiefs and then the Bills came back and then the, then the Chiefs it went back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Ultimately in football, there's gotta be a a, a winner. But what if we actually... You know, stepped on the field, stepped into life, and we're looking to take the lead when it comes to respecting, admiring, value, and appreciating others. And what if we nurtured relationships, built people up, and helped them grow in ways they never thought possible? You know, you know we talk about what we saw yesterday. It was it was remarkable. It was unbelievable. It was incredible. What what if we had that same kind of approach, to actually helping other people grow and 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 do things and accomplish things they never thought, thought possible. And, and so what if we looked for opportunities to exceed what someone has done for us in, in regards to encouragement and, and honor? And then in First Thessalonians, it says, therefore, encourage one another, build each other up just, in fact, as you are doing. So we continue to do that. We don't stop. We continue to encourage one another. And so what if we set out to raise the bar and we actually brought out the best in each other? Mahomes and Allen, they brought out the best in each other on the football field. What if we brought out the best in each other? Hmm. And often, you know, In today's world, it's always like we bring out the worst in one another, right? What, yeah. if, what if that was actually re- reversed and we brought out the best and, and, and we, we set out to inspire and challenge one another, to follow Jesus, to lay down our lives on the field, so to speak. Um, and so in Hebrews, it says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And so, oh, wow, man. I see that you're doing the, these these cool things, man. That encourages me. I want to I want to step out and do that. You're coaching this upward basketball team. No, that's cool. That's kind of a challenge to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I gotta step out and do do a little coaching. Get back. <laughs> I gotta get the whistle back. I gotta get the whistle back. That's a good <laughs> thing you're, pour, you're pouring into kids. You don't have it, your own kids yet, so you're doing that at this stage of life. It's a really cool thing. And so here I am. I'm honoring you. I'm encouraging you. That's right. I didn't, I didn't even mean to do that, but there you go. Um, <laughs> So that, that worked out well. Didn't even mean
1: to do that. Yeah. Probably yeah. won't happen again, but uh. yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's not get carried away. No, but that's the point. That, that, but, but what if we actually did that? That became you know a common part of, of the way that we, uh, we live and operate and, and, and relationally yes. uh, live. And so, you know, what if we embrace that it was our turn to take it up a level and do something incredible. Okay. It was my turn. Now it's, it's Alan's turn. Hmm. We Same thing in regards to, serving, showing hospitality, sacrificing, encouraging, honoring, and giving. Hmm. Proverbs, it says, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed.
1: Hmm.
0: So it's like, man, we pour into others, then we get poured into, and then, oh, man, you honor someone, they honor you, and then you're filled up, and then you go out, and you encourage someone, they encourage you, and boom, 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 we keep, we keep raising the bar. We yep. raise the level. Of our friendships, of our marriage, of our you know coworkers, whatever it may be, um, it's pretty cool when that becomes the uh, the competition, right? Yes, how, how I mean,
1: I? <laughs> Go ahead. encouragement is a game changer. I think of when someone has encouraged you. It, one, it's it's almost like like medicine for the soul on enc- an encouraging word. It Absolutely. affirms us that we're doing something well. It motivates us to go and continue doing things, to do something, to do something good. Encouragement is—it is so important. It's—it's—it's an—it's obvious why Scripture talks about it, 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 it. Talks about encouraging one another in the life of the church. We need that as believers, encouraging each other to persevere, encouraging each other to keep the faith encouraging each other to continue following Christ, God has implemented that as one of the things to help us, surrounding us in a community of believers in the local church, to encourage each other in the faith. I think encouragement's hard, though, because it requires us to look outside of ourselves. And part of a huge discussion point when discussing outdoing one another is it requires us to not be inward-focused. When we encourage someone else, that means we're not focusing on self. We see someone else doing something, hey, let's hype them up. Let's encourage them. Let's be their number one fan. Not because, oh, maybe they'll do it back to me, but because that is the love of Christ pouring out of us. It's just—but again, in order to become a good encourager, in order to uh, improve on outdoing one another in love, we first have to ask God, God, help me stop focusing on myself. Build, if we want to build ourselves up, we can't build others up. It's, it's an either or. If you want to build others up, then we got to stop focusing on just protecting my own personal kingdom here and building up my own personal brand, for lack of better words. But again, encouragement, Amen. I think of the encouraging words I've gotten from close friends. I mean, it has been
0: huge for me in my life. Me too. No question about it. It's a, it's a text. It's an email. It's a call. It's uh yeah, it's just uh, you know, one, one sentence, one, one conversation that, that can make a huge difference. So uh, it's, it's, it's true. Uh, let me, let me wrap up with this. So the NFL world was watching last night as two teams went back and forth doing unbelievable things while two quarterbacks took turns shining. Today, as followers of Jesus, let's realize the world is watching, and we have the opportunity to take turns honoring each other, pushing each other to do great things in the Lord, love more and more, give above and beyond, and bring out the best in us, which ultimately is Christ shining through. Hmm. That's what we want to bring out. Bringing out the best in us is Christ shining through um, and, and, and being who God created us to be. Um, and so you can unpack that. That will go out as a, an email devotional later today. You can subscribe for free on unpackingit.com. We send that out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then of course, on Mondays, we, we talk about it here on the show. All right. So that's Unpack This. We got a lot more to get to on this show today. And uh, we don't know what happened to Henry. So I said Henry's here. I just kind of I was speaking it into existence because he hadn't jumped on yet. But I was like, Henry will be here. Um, I didn't want to make it seem like he was late, but now we just don't know where Henry is. So we need to find Henry. We need to find uh, Henry. But, but nor, normally uh, we'll do tap drill with him. Um, but but let's let, – let, let and he's usually on the chat, so hopefully we'll, we'll get him on board here soon. Uh, but let, let's talk about the, the game. So we talked about the, the Bills and Chiefs a lot. There's a lot more to get into with that. But I, I think the Packers, being the number one seed, there's a lot there to unpack. And you yeah. know, like we said, with the Bills, they lose – And you could criticize maybe a couple of their their decisions down the stretch, but there's more optimism and hope for the Bills moving forward. Oh, no doubt. Whereas with Green Bay, their concerns, what happens next? Same with the Bucks: It's can they really run it back? And, you know, I I do wonder about this too. The cold weather game on Saturday night, I found hard to watch. I found it hard to watch player after player just – get injured. Like it was so cold, it felt like 0 degrees and these guys are out trying to run, catch, throw, tackle each other. And oh. you know, they're they're hobbling off the field. And and so I had to take a step back as a fan, is that what I want to watch? It, it, because I think we've we've accepted the narrative that cold weather games is football. NFL, the National Football League, the frozen tundra. There's snow. It's cold weather. Look at these these giants of the of the gridiron. Take the the toughest men in the USA. Yeah, but here's the reality: it's 2022, and sadly, right or wrong, maybe maybe not. Sadly, I don't know. People come out different sides of this, but we're not as tough as we used to be. (laughs) We are soft. We are soft. I have hair gel on. I'm not. I'm not tough. I'm not a tough guy. You know, I was hair I, gel. Hair yeah. gel is soft. I'm not sure I'm <laughs> stepping out into the frozen tundra. Um, you know, I, I I played in the snow with my with my daughter. Uh, you know, last couple weekends. You know, I'm layered up. I got three layers of, of pants oh. on. I'm actually sweating. I'm so hot because I have so many layers on because how soft I am. But 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 seriously though. Do we want to watch football in that in those types of conditions? Now, I think last uh, night Kansas City was pretty cold. It wasn't that cold as it was obviously in, in Green Bay, but it made for like Aaron Rodgers wasn't Aaron Rodgers. So we can say, oh well, Aaron Rodgers he didn't live up to the moment, or well nah, maybe not because it was zero degrees and despite him having long hair, it wasn't keeping him warm <laughs> enough.
1: Okay, and, you you make a fascinating point. So there, I think. Green Bay's loss is twofold. One, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers plays hero ball, and he has played hero ball in some of these games. I was like reading some some Green Bay beat writer guys, and they're saying they're they're showing clips of him missing wide open receivers for the hero shot. because
0: yeah, he couldn't feel
1: his fingers. Say that again. He couldn't
0: feel his fingers. That's
1: right. kidding. <laughs> True. The other thing is. If you were a Green Bay Packer, do you want home field advantage? Because <laughs> if you were a in a passing league, and you mm-hmm. have a quarterback who he's not one of the greatest for handing the ball off, he's one of the greatest for throwing the rock. That's right. You cannot throw the rock when it's snowing in zero degrees. Throw back ball, to my youth football days. If you have played football in the cold, getting hit is terrible. One hundred percent atrocious. I'm okay being labeled soft for that. Getting hit when it is when it was 30 degrees in my old football days, terrible. Zero degrees, it's oh. snowing. You cannot you cannot be the best version of your passing self when it's that cold. So if you're a Green Bay Packer, you want road games. But when, when they won the Super Bowl in 2010, <laughs> the they, won this week they, when they won the Super Bowl in 2010, I don't think they had home field advantage. No, they're were winning road heart. games. You, you're right. That's so a great if, if you're Aaron Rodgers, home field advantage at Lambeau, that's your worst nightmare. Yep. So I, now, in regards to watching it, I think watching a snow game every now and then is fantastic. Makes you feel like a kid, being yep. able to play out in the snow with buddies. Great. Yep. I agree. But, I agree. But when like it become, snow on the field, like snow yeah, on the field's
0: cool. You know, Thirty-two degrees,
1: but not yes, zero. But when it's zero. It really, it hinders the quality of football that we're used to now 35 years ago, not even 35, 20 years ago, when you're, when running the football, you have a bell cow running back, you're force feeding him. Oh yeah. I want all of that, but it's a, it's a different game. It's a different game in those cold games. They're not as appealing because you don't get the football we're accustomed
0: to. No, that's, that's exactly it. Bingo. So do we, now we can go back to that. I'm fine. Like I like tough football and that's, you know, that's fine. It's oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. But, but then, but then I, I say that, I say that, but then I think about, wait, do I want to watch Steelers Ravens every, you know, for that to be every game No, it's like you respect it and it's fun. It's like, you, you understand, wow, this a, that was a tough, hard fought game. And that's what we saw Saturday night. And, and San Francisco was a tougher team. And I would even think going into it, you would say, yeah, if San Francisco is a tougher team, you know, the Nick Bosa's and. Yeah. Nick I mean Nick. their whole their front yeah,
1: seven. That's why Rams Niners is going to be fantastic because both defensive lines, their whole team is tough. Both yeah. defensive lines are two of the best in football. It's it's going to be a battle of the trenches in that game.
0: Yes. And I do think, you know, mental toughness as well. Oh, like no it's not doubt. just physical, it's not just physical toughness when it comes to the Colt. You have to be mentally tough and oh, know yeah. how to, you know, trick your body into thinking you're fine cool. and, and all that kind of thing. How are you wearing short but, sleeves out there? If I'm playing,
1: uh, short sleeves isn't even a not even within reality for me.
0: But but apparently, so Ray Lewis used to always play with no sleeves, even in cold weather. And there's some there's something you can rub on yourself that like blocks the coldness. Hmm. And so someone, who was I? I listened to something the other day, and I heard that. I was like, oh wow, that's interesting. Science time, time.
1: Science time with Bryce right now.
0: Was that the Manning cast? I don't know. I was watching something, but um. So I don't know if that's the case for some of those guys. But then at the same time. So I'm always looking out for the fans as well. And I would say that one of my dreams has been, I want to go to a Lambeau. I want to go to a game at Lambeau Field because it seems like one of the coolest places. Cold and if I, went, I would want to go in the snow if I was going to enjoy the full experience. But I started thinking about those people that were there Saturday night. Oh. You go home, losers, freezing cold. After three plus hours of yeah. sitting in the cold, you can't feel your fingers. No. You're, 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 you're numb in every which way. Yeah. You're not only lost, but then you're freezing. I, that, that, to me, is just a miserable thing. So if we feel bad for any fans today, I actually feel bad for the Packers fans, oh. even though you shouldn't feel bad for them because they had, they've had Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, and they're in the mix every single year for the last 30 years. Can
1: we acknowledge that? Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks since, what, 92? They have had two of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play this game for since what I think ninety two or whenever Favre came into the league, yeah,
0: two Super Bowls. But to my point earlier, it's really hard to win Super Bowl. Really Bowls hard to win Super you, Bowl. You appreciate it, and it also puts into perspective what if
1: if Rodgers walks like the the of the of all the playoff teams to lose. I think perhaps the Packers, have, Packers fans have to be the most concerned. If I'm a Packers fan, again. Devonte Adams is a free agent. The Packers right now are millions of dollars over the salary cap. Devontae Adams, you have to bring him back. If if Rodgers and Adams leaves, Packers fans, I mean, they go they move up to number 1 on the prayer the prayer request list because <laughs> they don't know what this is like. You were no. especially if you're my age, you're born into this. You're born into greatness. They don't know what it's like to not have a Hall of Fame quarterback in 30 years. No,
0: and Jordan loves. Woof, I'm not yeah. sure he's the guy. I'm not sure he's the next guy. Oh. But Devontae Adams, you know who his college quarterback was, Derek Carr. Let's go. They need what? a they need a marquee receiver next to Hunter Renfro. Oh, so that, Renfro that Devontae
1: Adams and Darren Ooh. Waller. Yikes! Oh my goodness! Wow!
0: Wow! Yeah, that would be that would be remarkable. So, um, you know, I was thinking too with both number one seeds. They came from I guess the worst divisions, right? You know, you think about the Titans beating up on, you know, even though my Colts, but Colts, Texans, Jags, even though I know they lost to Houston or whatever, yeah. but that was the division they were in. Whereas, you know, we we knew we knew the NFC uh West was the toughest this year. Like with Seattle being the worst. Yeah, I mean, they still got Russell Wilson, but those other three teams, all playoff oh, teams. Yeah. We have two, two remaining in the final four from the NFC West. Unreal. and so- Oh, neither one of them was the number one seed, and maybe they weren't getting all the hype, but you know, that's it kind of shows you. Whereas, you know, the Green Bay, Lions, Bears, Vikings, yeah, yeah, no, no that, wonder they got the number one seed. That's true. Again, there is be,
1: this is the worst year to be a one seed. Now, the Titans, not a great one seed, and with they just had it's hard to find consistency with them, they're missing players all season on and off, and again terrible division terrible division yeah. uh and the packers i mean again you're getting a lot of wins from beating up on your division that's why the cowboys not as not as good as what they made themselves look like record wise they beat up on a bad division so i don't know you've talked about it all season long no matter what the rams record is cuz again that division you're that driven, that division you're going record wise you're going to look worse than you are that Rams team, loaded, absolutely loaded.
0: loaded. Yeah, and it, it really it, it came through yesterday. Just you just you're reminded of guy after guy, except for Jalen Ramsey, who gave up a huge play to Mike Evans. I because I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, to have the the three levels to go Aaron Donald to Von Miller to Jalen Ramsey on your defense. I mean that that's remarkable. But then Ramsey gave up. Yeah, you know, guys make make bad plays, but that was a yes. major. But now, yeah. advantage for Evans, he made yes, the play.
1: Yes, Mike Evans. I think every every I believe every season in the NFL he's had a thousand yards. I don't think that's ever been done. Maybe maybe it has. Mike Evans, one of the more underrated <laughs> pass catchers. That's I, fair. Can we talk about him more? But for the Rams to be able what to, college
0: did he go to? I, I, remind us, Luke. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, remind us. What college did he go to? Yeah, <laughs> I
1: think he went to the Texas Agricultural and Mining University.
0: Yeah. That's right. That's um,
1: right. But for the Rams to be able to put away Tom Brady, no matter how many points they were up, putting away Tom Brady yeah. is a daunting task. And they yep. did. Now, you talk, you asked uh, the listeners earlier, what's the one play this weekend mm. that just blew you away, that you just were screaming? Now, how how blessed are we to have, what, 10, 12 of those? My moment was Cam Maker's second fumble. In the fourth quarter. Yes, gosh. And Tampa wild. Bay recovered it to go and then to go score. When K-Makers fumbled, I was screaming. I literally mm-hmm. kept saying, No way, no way. Tampa Bay is going to go score and it's going to be a tie game. That I- moment was unreal.
0: Unreal. That's when I was yelling, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I was telling Jody and Maddie that Tom Brady, like, he's the greatest. But he's also the luckiest guy. I mean, are you kidding me? Because yeah. talk about it. And we know Brady's great. I've given him all the love in the world. But but the the fact that Cam Akers is gonna fumble twice, Cooper Cup, the, Cooper the, the, gonna the fumble. best receiver in the league this year is gonna fumble in a marquee point. Yep. Give Brady more opportunities. That's just lucky from Brady's perspective. Yes, but this is the kind of stuff that always happens for him. It's just and this is the remarkable. kind of stuff
1: you have to have to win Super Bowls. You, you have to have luck. You, you have but to I have luck.
0: How, I don't know how you figure that out. I just don't get it. I don't get it. It's just it's just crazy. So uh, yeah, are people are you glad it's a Final Four without Tom Brady or are you gonna miss him? You are gonna miss him? We do we do know that every year he's in it. It's like the the, the Super Bowl is great. I think almost every single one of. He's been to ten. Maybe nine out of ten were great ten. Super Bowl. The, the one punt fest was questionable. That was a tough Super Bowl. The, the Patriots Rams. Rams, right? That was That, that was man. Oh, so that disappointing. Was, that was hard to watch. But of course the Fal- the Falcons uh Patriots game is still that's my favorite Super Bowl. That was that that comeback was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, all right. So Kaz gives his moment, the Gabriel Davis, third touchdown. We got to give some love to Gabriel Davis. Four touchdowns for him. So he deserves <laughs> a ton of love. And then the fact that that Cam Akers, I know he fumbled twice. The fact that he was even on the field after an Achilles injury, good friend of mine, my brother, both Achilles season. injuries. I mean, they barely can walk now. I mean, no, they can't. But, but, I mean, it's just – that is a wonderful story for Cam Akers.
1: That is – that's superhuman. It's got to be superhuman, right? What, he tore, he tore his Achilles in training camp? And he's it's playing cool. this season?
0: Great news, though, just with the advancements of
1: – Yeah, but normally, work. what, that's a 12-month injury? It's, at least in oh, the NBA, he, you, you're you oh, out yeah, for, the, Kobe, for the next year. Happened to
0: Kobe? yep. No, that's, um, that's,
1: that's, that's phenomenal.
0: All right, so – you want to hear, hear my moment of the week? We call it the MetaShare moment of the week, presented by MetaShare. The moment for me, Evan McPherson, <laughs> Evan McFearless, fifty-two yard game winner, ice in for his veins, What's that? Ice in his veins. So not only did he hit the kick, which is great, and I, I'm not Mr. Kicker guy. I like. I'd rather games end with a touchdown, but we saw. What, three, three of the games end with the kick, uh, and then thankfully the Chiefs ended with a touchdown. But for Evan McPherson, before he kicked that, he looked over at his holder, Brandon Allen, and he said, looks like we're going to the AFC championship game. <laughs> Have you ever heard a kicker that confident? I haven't. I, mean, I know Vinatieri, I'm sure he had to play, you know, with a ton of confidence, but normally kickers, they're like on the verge of losing it, like well, losing it mentally. Maybe McPherson, maybe McPherson's
1: figured it out. Maybe you have to be overly confident to trick yourself yeah. into it's. Oh, it's You've a chip shot.
0: 52 yards. Yeah, it's a chip shot. In, in his mind, he already made it. Yeah. I, so, so I, I, love that. But here, and then, so I listened to him. He's on Dan Patrick today, but so he's a rookie oh. this year, he, this year, 18 for 18 on the road, eleven field goals of fifty or more is is a single season record. And from what I understand, not just rookies, that's a kicker record. Um, and get this he left early from college. He he came out as a junior and was drafted in the fifth round by the Bengals. So rarely do kickers get drafted. Actually, I think the last kicker was Mike Nugent. Didn't Cincinnati draft him too? Um, uh, so rarely kickers are was Janikowski a first rounder? I think he was oh. Raiders, yeah. But he had a great career. He was, yeah, I think, by yeah. their all-time yeah. leading the, scorer.
1: Never forget his what seventy-five yard attempt.
0: That uh, <laughs> gosh, he was a legend. He was an absolute legend, <laughs> the mainstay in the in, in Oakland when they were there. Yeah. But um, but but just for me, so th- this was just the moment of the week, and then th- the fact that he's now become like a kind of a superstar, like like from a kicker standpoint, just bursting onto the scene. Like, you know, he can handle the big moment. This is a big deal for Cincinnati. So they traded, they traded with new England in order to have extra picks because they were looking to to get key positions filled through the mm-hmm. draft and they needed more kicks or more uh picks in order to get a kicker. And they were able to get Evan McPherson and he's lived up to the hype. He missed like an extra point this season. Um, and he was mm-hmm. just beside himself about that. But other than that, he's been reliable and, uh, sending the Bengals to the AFC Championship. That was the upset of the the, the weekend for me. I was talking to my neighbor, and he's like, oh, I wasn't too surprised by the Bengals. I was surprised by the Bengals. Um, yeah, the Rams, gosh. not so much. Even the 49ers, to a certain extent, I wasn't that surprised. Um, but the Bengals, whew, incredible.
1: That was, gosh, I think Jay Feely was on, on that broadcast. They were talking. Was he on that broadcast?
0: He, no, he was. No, no, no. He was on last night with Jim Nance. Last night with Jim Nance. Okay.
1: Anyway, I think someone was talking. He
0: totally threw Butker under the bus. Oh, yeah. Well, no, he talked him up, and then he missed. I know. I know.
1: Okay, so he was talking about Butker, basically saying Butker Butker (laughs) being the best kicker in the league outside of uh, drawing a blank on the Ravens, Justin Tucker. Yes. Yeah, he said, yeah, Butker, 89% this year. Those are my best years. And 89% is Butker's worst year. And then...
0: He very was. mediocre game from, from Budger. Oh, but they got the game. Well, he got the, uh, t- the, the, the send it to over true, 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 true. We did. He did redeem himself on that. Um, yeah, no, that was, know? that was pretty I funny. Really also,
1: can we, <laughs> can we give Feely some more airtime? The dude has the headset. He's full dressed out in what? 25 seconds of airtime for four hours. <laughs> he's sitting oh, he's there really just murdered. waiting to get the nod. Like put me in coach what maybe 25 seconds hey jay uh, yeah tell us about butker here yeah yeah he's got a big leg justin
0: tucker's the best kicker in the league
1: oh thanks jay appreciate it thanks. appreciate it yeah and then uh, yeah you don't hear from jay the rest of the game
0: oh well i'm not looking to hear from jay feely and taking time away from uncle jimmy and tony I think, Robo. i, mean, I think guys- they
1: thought they had a golden idea with hey let's have let's have a kicker give us the mental state of kickers throughout the game they realized maybe not a big hit and they're tried to kind of uh, to try to go less and less to try to weed them out. So they're giving them 10 less seconds each broadcast.
0: But yeah, yeah. but, but I will say Jim Nance, Tony Romo last night did a phenomenal job for for it to be the greatest game that we've seen, at least in a long time. And to have those guys on the call. Yeah. They captured the moment. It was great. And they, they did it again. Just like last week, the game of the week was Dallas, San Francisco. Yep. Thankfully we had Jim and Romo on that one as well. Um, so they, they've got it, man. They, they got it. So we were going to do tap drill today uh, with Henry, but we, we I'm not sure what happened to Henry today. So we missed Henry. Um, so we'll kind of skip tap drill. But one of the topics I wanted to bring up was, you know, we, we just saw kind of all the NFL networks or, or broadcast partners and all the broadcasters on display, you know, over the last couple of weeks, right? Everybody had their marquee game. We saw the best broadcasters, uh, you know, perform and all that kind of thing and my two big takeaways as far as what changes should be made in the offseason I've had enough of Troy Aikman I'm ready to move on from Troy Aikman and I and the CBS pregame show needs some major work I mean I don't mind Boomer Esaizen and I was listening to him after Cincinnati won it was great it was like all right here's a guy who played for the Bengals but that was a rare moment um, and I like Nate Burleson I like Bill Cowers way too vanilla and I'm, I'm ready to move on from Phil Sims. We, like, moved on from him because we, we got Tony Romo. Yeah. Now it's time to fully – because I actually like Chris Sims. So if we can – Phil, great run. Time to move on. Chris and, is NBC, yeah. right? And he's over at NBC. Yeah. And Drew Brees had a tough time. People, people aren't in into Drew Brees, I think, like people expected. Hmm. Um, and then also one of the rising – he's been around a long time. But Ian Eagle, he's great. He, he called the uh, the Cincinnati-Tennessee game. What about all the Fox guys? I feel like we're we're
1: embarking on it's almost about to be just cuckoo hour. Like they're they're getting older now. It's just like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Like now, very entertaining. And I mean, Strahan, I think he's he's great. But Terry Bradshaw, Jimmy Johnson, there, it's got to be near the end for them on on TV, right?
0: Yeah, J- Jimmy and Terry are definitely. It's they've been around a long time. We'll put long it long time. I mean I like Terry Bradshaw a lot. Like he's one of my favorite characters. I've said it before. When it comes to him, Dick Vital, Lee yeah. Corso, like you you keep him as long as you can until it becomes uncomfortable. And yeah. it's 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 getting there with Terry because like some of the comments he makes, yeah, like you just can't say that stuff. Like I guess you can if you're if you're Terry Bradshaw, but in general people aren't allowed to say that kind of stuff and he gets away with it. So, it does make me nervous for sure. Um,
1: another thing uh, one of the tap drill topics, did you see Stefan Diggs? Yes, go after the the guy who ran on the field? Like like actually tried to hit him
0: hard. A fan runs onto the field, yes. and Stefan Diggs took, took it upon himself to, to take that guy down. like dove at him. Strong yeah. hit. Yeah. Now, I have no
1: problem with if you're a fan running on the onto a football field with men who are capable of severely injuring you, I mean, you have to know what you're walking into. Yeah. Like you, if you walk out, you you run out of the field. Be ready to take a shot.
0: It's. Oh. I know. It, it, to me, it's just so ridiculous. Because for, that was such a great game, and I don't know at what point in the game that happened. But that guy missed the end of the game because it wasn't at the very yeah. end, was it? It was. I mean, I don't know. They were still on the field. So. Well, it's so, safe to say it's never worth it.
1: Never it's, worth. It's running just out. not worth it. Oh. It's not worth it. Like the punishment
0: probably it? isn't that great, but. Uh, or that bad, but yeah, the the reward of being on the field acting like an imbecile is eh. well, they
1: don't even show you anymore. As soon as he ran on the field, they changed the camera to like the over field view. See, the guy doesn't even get any screen time. Oh, that's why they did that. That's funny. Yeah. I didn't realize. I didn't realize the guy doesn't even get any moment. screen time. So actually, it's not worth it at all.
0: No, and, and then well, while someone show in the face. crowd, someone in the crowd obviously filmed it. That's how we got yeah, it. On Twitter. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, that was just stay in the. Cr- if you're going to show up to the game, just sit in the crowd and enjoy it and yeah, soak it on. in. Now, if you're at Lambeau and you're freezing, I understand if you want to go home. <laughs> you're barely hanging on for dear life. Yeah, it's zero degrees. Yeah, and you're going home as a loser. I feel oh, for you. I, I do. I, it's yes. like it's cool that you were there, but man,
1: if you go with that temp, those temperatures, you have to win for it to be a, a, a
0: worthy investment,
1: right? Like if you're going you to go to that you game, gotta
0: win. you gotta win. Especially Green Bay when you're the one seed. Got to oh, win yeah. that one. Um, all right. Well, I'm sure in the coming weeks we'll talk more about Tom Brady and, and you know, does he come back? Can the Bucks convince him to come back? Uh, I, my gut feeling is this was a short, tight window for them to make a run, and it was great last year. They tried it again. They brought everybody back. I just don't think they can bring the the, the band back together again for a third year to have enough needed to make another deep run. So did maybe- you see that this was the first
1: since week one that all of their starters on defense played together? They've they've been battling injuries all season in Tampa Bay. They played all their starters yeah, played together defense. for the first time since week one. I don't know if I'm. I, I, it's it, almost impossible to comprehend what motivates Tom Brady at this point. I feel like though, is it more likely he retires if he won have, if he would have won the Super Bowl? Like the fact that and he, he lost so in this hungry. way. He can't ride off into the sunset. So maybe, maybe run it back.
0: I mean, to me, at this point, you just have to love playing if you're going to keep going. Because he has True. nothing to prove. I like, will
1: say, I, yeah. I just don't get it. If I'm Byron Leftwich, how disappointed are you to now? I'm now. You're calling plays with no Antonio Brown and no Godwin. Is True. that is now, that got to be point.
0: difficult? Good point. Losing Godwin, yeah, that was, that was a tough. Big, bigger loss than we probably gave it. Yeah. We were kind of think, oh, Brady can throw to anybody, which is true. Scotty Miller caught some passes, but, but yeah, yeah, they just weren't as dynamic of an offense Yeah, to, to match what the, the Rams had, and they're a very dynamic offense. Yeah. I Bobby think – Jalen uh, was amazing as always.
1: The other takeaway I have from this weekend is not only was it some of the best games we've ever seen, but when did we have this level of – assistant coaching talent like every game there's at least an assistant that's take like it's it could be a legit favorite for a head coaching opening like that that rams bucks game they they were saying all four assistants are all four coordinators are interviewing for head coaching jobs
0: that's that's pretty
1: spectacular
0: which yeah i mean that's what you that's what you want and i think i said it last week or the week before Great head coaches are great leaders of men where they are great leaders of assistant coaches and they of men, but of, of assistant coaches mm-hmm. that you put together a strong staff. And so that's why, you know, if you're Matt rule and you've go, you go Joe Brady, and now you go Ben McAdone, um I'm not real. I'm not, it's hard for me to buy in. Whereas you're Steve, you're uh, Sean McVay. You go Wade Phillips, then you had he must have had Brandon Staley that was his defensive coordinator last year, and then then he went with Raheem Morris. So you're, you're you're identifying great talent, and Wade Phillips was a great D coordinator. Yeah. Um. So you that's who you're bringing to surround yourself with high level NFL guys. You're going to find success. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, and that's you know Andy Reid is a wonderful coach. Yeah. He's always had great coordinators. He's had really oh, good people yeah, yeah. in in his. On his staff. There's no question about it.
1: Now, I have one last takeaway. And just to play, I just have to talk about my Cowboys real quick. Got to get them in. I think we're running out of time. My, (laughs) my, one of my just disappointing takeaways from this weekend is I think this weekend was perhaps an indictment on Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator for Dallas. I'm watching these games. They're force feeding their best players. Cooper Cup. What eleven catches? Uh, He's always D- open. Debo Samuel, Devonte Adams getting force fed. Who else are they yep. going to throw to? But Devonte Adams, he still That's he right. still gets force fed. Every team, Mike, Mike Evans, so many catches. C.D. Lamb for Dallas, one catch. How how is that? Every team, no matter what the coverage is, no matter no matter how many other offensive weapons they have, their best players getting the ball, no matter what the defense does. Dallas seems obvious, <laughs> effortless to take away. <laughs> Amari Cooper, Ceedee Lamb. So, I don't know what the answer is, but as a Cowboys fan, I was very disappointed seeing that we made. Be, I think we seem to be the only team that can't
0: get our best players the ball. So, Gosh. disappointed. Yeah, no, it, make, it makes sense. Yeah, to me, the Kellen Moore hype seems not a little right. premature. <laughs> premature. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't add up to me. I I, I really I, I can't comprehend it, but. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Where Dan Quinn ends up. That'll be, that'll be interesting too. And Deshaun Payton, where does he end up? A lot of, uh, rumors swirling around, uh, with broadcaster. Him. he could be a broadcaster and I'm not sure. I'm not sure I want to go Troy Aikman, Deshaun, uh, Payton. That,
1: that seemed, that seems to be a little bit big drop off there.
0: That's, that's not my, that's not my favorite move. Give me somebody i like a little bit more. Come on. Come on. Even though I'm looking for it. When does that Kevin James, show come out about Sean Payton. Is that out yet? January 30th, maybe? End of okay. this month? I'm, I'm one of like five people that I do not have Netflix. Well, but I may, I may have to get it to watch that show. Talk about
1: a James. boom or bust movie. Like There's no middle ground for that. It's either going it to be... Oh, show, I thought. I thought it was a show. It's a movie. A movie. Oh, it's a movie? It's a movie. It's either oh. going to be like a kicking and screaming fantastic, going to be hilarious, or it's going to be <laughs> a disaster. Ridiculous. Kevin James... Oh, King and Screaming is fantastic. That's, that's that is
0: hilarious. The that's the one you mentioned.
1: Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. It could be one of those. I mean, that, King and Screaming, I, I cannot hear any arguments against that movie. It, it's no. phenomenal. Phenomenal. In every way. But like Mike Ditka, unbelievable in that movie. Yeah. But or I mean, like Kevin James playing Sean Payton could be
0: a complete disaster. <sighs> how how random. So random. <laughs> but I can't wait to watch it. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all I'm in. in. I'm all in. I'm in on that. So, I need a Netflix login, but, but yeah, that'd be fun. Um, all right, great show. And, uh, man, we missed, missed Henry. So hopefully he's all right. We'll talk to him next week. I know he had something we, uh, my, so yesterday I was watching my, all the games on DVR cause I have to take care of other things. And then I watch later, my phone was blowing up last night during that chiefs game. I do and I was almost caught up toward the end, but so do you not. just
1: turn off your phone? I, what's, what's my, what's my prerogative here? I watch a game. I text you, great game, oh crazy game, but you you don't watch it until that next morning. So, do, are you anti looking at phone
0: until you watch the game? Oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm watching not knowing the outcome. Okay, so you don't even. Uh, so I, I did watch if last I text night. you, I watched it last night. I was just I, a little behind.
1: If I text you about a game that I know you haven't watched, is are you risk? Are you at risk of that ruining?
0: It's, it's a little risky because well now all of a sudden I'm watching last night's game, Chiefs Bills. And and my phone is blowing up. I mean, text after text after text. And, it's and so popular it's like, over here. Oh, what? Ha- well, it was mainly twenty five from Henry. It was twenty five <laughs> texts from Henry, but but it was like, well, what is happening? What what am I about to see? And yeah. it, so then you start guessing. You're like, oh well, what if it, what is it this? And then now all of a sudden, Jody wants to play the the game of she'll Google who won. So now she's sitting with. With the answer oh. and trying not to like tell me. And and yeah. she knew the game was going into overtime. And so she was that's like right. dropping some hints that the game was going yeah, into overtime. Right. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, now they're gonna get a field goal.
1: She has all the power. Hey, uh, you know, those dishes look a little dirty.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, no, I'll
1: get them to later. You know, I know the score of the game.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, and I'll be like, hey, there's only there's only a minute left. And she and she was just kind of hesitant about that because mm. it went into overtime. So, was, hmm. so last night was a little tricky. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't know. I, I forget at what point she ended up figuring it out. But uh, <laughs> but it was fun nonetheless. Great great weekend of sports or football. It was four, four tremendous games uh, in between Duke bounce back, got a win. So that was good because they lost to Forest State last week. <laughs> Had to throw that in there. Um, got that going. Hornets. Hornets have been on a run. They lost last night to Atlanta, but Hornets have been rolling. So that's exciting. Uh, but, Luke, appreciate your man. Thanks to Metashare, our presenting sponsor. Metashare is a biblical, affordable alternative to health insurance. Text the word UNPACK to 201-201 to find out if Metashare is right for you. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. Let's outdo one another in showing honor, love, encouragement. Let's raise the bar. Let's get the most out of each other. Let, 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 let's, let's allow Christ to shine through us and pull that out of others to get the best out of them, who God made them to be, and allow Christ to shine through them as we encourage and honor them. So that's the encouragement for us today. I'm Bryce. Have a wonderful rest of your day. This has been Unpacking It, presented by MetaShare. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackin'it.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T dot com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, Visit unpackinit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.